We have been in a series in the book of James, and we've come to the end. (laughs) We've come to the end. We have uh, entered into the last uh, portion of the final chapter of the book of James, and we'll look at that today and just reflect a little bit on, on what James has been sharing with us. Amen. Amen. Um, uh, you know, ha- having, having said under, and I think about this when we move from one series to another series, having sat under the teaching of this letter of James, my prayer is that, uh, that the church would be wiser and better equipped to navigate the pitfalls of, of, of the faith that wreak havoc on the fellowship and damage the church's witness. Amen. Uh, so, so we pray that we would have increased in wisdom. If, if you missed any of the series, it's online. Go back and hear it, podcast, whatever. Uh, we want to we be on one accord and having heard what James, uh, what the Lord has shared with us through um, James. So James chapter 5. James chapter 5. We'll, we'll begin, uh, I'll begin reading at the 13th verse. James Chapter 5, I'll begin reading from the 13th verse from the English Standard Version. If you have your copy of God's Word, uh, you can turn with me there. James chapter 5, and begin reading at verse 13. Um, <clears throat> and the Word of God says, Is any, anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with nature, with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then then he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. My brothers, if, if any among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Will cover a multitude of sins. Uh, Let's pray. Lord, uh, you're good. Your word reveals it. Your your action toward us reveals it, Lord. Uh, You pour out uh, joy and peace. You pour out healing and deliverance and salvation. Lord, we thank you. We uh, pray now at the opening of your word, Lord, that we would be shaped in receiving it. Oh God, that uh, 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 we would undergo transformation, Lord, and, and metamorphosis, Lord, by the renewing of our minds in your word, Lord. 
our minds are being pressed on every side by the world, Lord, but now let our minds be pressed and shaped and renewed by your word. Have your way in us, have your way in the sanctuary and in the lives of those that are participating with us in this, in this moment, Lord. Um, I ask for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, God, be acceptable in your sight. Because, Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, <clears throat> amen. Amen. I share a poem with you uh, by the author Anonymous. Uh, it's called Into, Into the Day. I got up early one morning and rushed right into the day. I had so much to accomplish, I didn't have time to pray. Uh, troubles just tumbled around me and heavier came each task. Why doesn't God help me, I wondered. He answered, you didn't ask. Uh, I tried to come into God's presence. I used all my keys at the lock. God gently and lovingly chided, why child, you didn't knock. I wanted to see joy and beauty, but the day toiled on gray and bleak. I called on the Lord for the reason he said, you didn't seek. <clears throat> I woke up early this morning and paused before entering the day. I had so much to accomplish that I had to take time to pray. I had to take time to pray. Um, the, the, the title of this uh, message is, This Life Calls for Prayer. This Life Calls for for prayer. We wouldn't want to admit it, but sometimes we get too busy to pray. But this life calls for prayer. Uh, the a thought that, that's throughout James and specifically in this text is that prayer is wise for every circumstance of life. Prayer is wise for every circumstance of life. Uh, James, uh, this uh, our final look here in, in, in James. In in leading readers to a, to a place of healthy Christian community, James has stripped off layers of, of dead faith and false religion and, and, and earthly, unspiritual wisdom. He's called, uh, uh, called the congregation to look inward and adjust their attitudes and lives to be aligned with the truth of the gospel James has been working on us. In this last chapter, after instructing those in the congregation to control their tongues again, uh, to be patient and remain faithful to their word when, when faced with cruelty, he closes the letter with the best way to use our speech. <clears throat> what we should be saying and doing in the various conditions of life. James makes it plain. James reveals that the wisest way to use the tongue is in prayer, praise, and restoring others. The wisest way to use the tongue is in prayer and praise and restoring others. James opens up <clears throat> speaking to who, whosoever would fit this category. Is anyone among you suffering, he says. 
Let him pray. Is anyone among you, anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. James uh, 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 points into uh, the crowd looking at whatever the circumstance may be. James, he continues just sharing wisdom with the church, now directing them in the best ways to respond to the to, to all of the many circumstances of life. Uh, to the one dealing with emotional pain from being on the receiving end of these things James has spoken of, the receiving end of abusive speech or partiality or oppression after being called to patience. Earlier in the chapter here, they're called to prayer. They're called to prayer. It's to be their, their personal response to the conditions they find themselves in. They're, they're, they're to ask God how to navigate what they face, just like James shared back in chapter one. James is bringing this thing to a close. Uh, ask God. He looks at those who are, who've been helped by God to have joy in their lives, uh, uh, maybe even in spite of the struggles that they face. You know, every smile uh, uh, may have something else behind it. Um, he lets them know, though, that they, they should honor God with the fruit of their lips, singing praises to him. There's an appropriate response for every scenario. For, you know, for some people, though, it, it, it's easier to remember God in one condition or the other, uh, when we should actually be going to him in all circumstances. Sometimes it's easy to pray when we're going through it, uh, and then we get through it and we forget. Sometimes you, I, I, you might just have to say, thank you, Lord, my back is not hurting. That's, okay, y'all too young for that, I'm sorry. I, I, wrong, 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 wrong crowd, yeah. Uh, it is, is, he goes on, is, is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. This instruction from James should remind the church that no believer is an island. Uh, if, if what someone is suffering with now is a serious illness, it also calls for prayer. But this is the kind of prayer that involves the church. Um, James takes for granted, um, and, 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 and please hear that we live in an age of deconstruction uh, where uh, super spiritual people are wanting to tear apart what uh, the gathering of the church is, is meant to be. Um, but James, James doesn't, doesn't see this. He, James takes for granted that the believers are all a part of, a lo of local gatherings of the church, which have then set apart mature, spirit-filled leaders called elders who are accountable to the Lord for caring for the congregation. Uh, it's in the Bible. He, he, he gives instruction for the sick person to send for them to come and pray. Um, this is the method. The, uh, these, these elders were to bring oil to anoint them as they prayed. 
the, the purpose of the oil uh, uh, over, over the years has, has raised many questions. Um, uh, this, is, this is dabbing oil, smearing oil, this word for oil. is not uh, the, the oil that pours, like that poured over Aaron and down his beard. That's another sermon for another time. Um, this is, this is a, a smearing oil. Um, we know for sure that the oil, the use of the oil, it wasn't some kind of uh, incantation uh, with a special potion. Uh, that, that's not what, what James is getting at. Uh, you know, oil was sometimes used in those days as an ointment for wounds. Um, uh, because of this, some people view this, uh, this, this, this verse in James as a call for medicine and prayer. Uh, and I'll be clear before I go on that the Bible is not out against medicine. The Bible doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't point that way. But uh, others have argued that this oil is a, is a symbol of health since it was what uh, many people used in that time to, to groom themselves for the daily activities of life. Uh, they, would, they would rub oil on themselves like, like some might put on a scented lotion. Um, <clears throat> but... but since, since many people would groom themselves with it, they believe a, a, a sick person would have been neglecting to use the oil, uh, uh, not having time to think about the oil, like, like a sick man wouldn't be thinking about shaving. Uh, 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 but, but then using the oil again would be a sign of, uh, of regaining health. Being on the men, now I'm going to let me get myself together. Now, while those things were possible, the fact that, that, that it, it was to be done in the name of the Lord or according to his will and his authority makes it more likely that the oil serves as a material representation bringing to mind the presence and the work of God, the Holy Spirit. Um, it, it, it was... It was used as a part of God's mysterious process of healing. It's, it's, it's really God's business that we're getting involved in here, but he, he's a, he lets us get involved in it. Um, it it's much like uh, the, the mud that Jesus placed on the eyes of the blind man. You remember that? Uh, in John chapter 9, before sending him to go wash in the pool of Siloam, um, uh, th there was no magic in the clay that Jesus put on his eyes. People couldn't bottle the clay and sell it, uh, 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 your free bottle of miracle water. It it's none of that. Uh, um, <clears throat> it was the process that Jesus chose to use in healing on that occasion. Uh, on other occasions, he may have touched the person. On other occasions, he may have just spoke the word and they were healed. <laughs> um, Beyond the oil, the, the, the church has also wrestled over the years with the exact meaning of what James is saying here in verse 15. It, it sounds plain enough in English, but, but in the original language, he uses words that have more than one sense, which could, could possibly both fit this, this uh, context. For example, uh, the root word for, for sick and for raise up in the, in the original language can refer to uh, spiritual or physical infirmities, uh, along with the, the cures that, 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 that come with them. Um, some have taken this as a, as a picture 
of recovery from spiritual illness only. Uh, removing the, the idea of a, of a severely sick person being miraculously cured. They, they, they kind of shied away from that, right? Um, others considered uh, the, the context of the elders literally praying over the person as pointing to physical ailments because uh, of, of, of someone that is, that is laid out in their condition. The language uh, points to somebody that's laid out, that doesn't have strength to, 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 to rise up. Now, although they, there might be room for a little bit of some of both of, of those, the situation seems more likely that James is pointing uh, to, to be physically, a physically ill person being physically healed. So what James describes here, it's a, it's a mode of healing that God has chosen to act on through in the church. It's a mode that God has chosen to act on through the church. Um, there, there, there isn't a reason to believe that God can't or won't perform what's being asked for in this prayer. Now that being said, that being said, I, I know we have some analytical folk in here. That being said, one problem with the verses is that we know all people aren't healed when prayer is made. All people aren't healed when prayer is made. They, 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 don't, they don't physically rise up, right? Um, so what do we do? What do we do with that then? Um, first, we recognize it this word as truth, and we don't ignore it or we don't, and we don't explain it away. It's truth. Second, we don't rip it away from the rest of scripture and what scripture teaches about prayer. What else scripture teaches about prayer? What else we can know for sure? Scripture shows us that in prayer we need to always be prepared for God to override our desires according to his will. Um, uh, Jesus emphasized in his teaching uh, of prayer and in his own prayer life that the will and glory of God is to be central in prayer. He taught the disciples to pray to the Father for his kingdom to come and for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven uh, in Matthew 6. Uh, then, we read earlier, facing the agony uh, of his coming uh, torture and death, Jesus prayed, regardless of my own feelings, that the Father's, oh Father, your will be done. Matthew 26. The church should hold firmly when we hold firmly to this when we pray and, and as we carry out also the things that James calls for in this text. One doesn't remove the other. Uh, a couple things that we, that we can know for sure. Uh, it, it, this, is, this is plain. Sometimes the plain thing is the main thing. Uh, we can know for sure. It is the sick person's appropriate response to their condition to request that the elders come and pray over them. Now, now it's written this way. The, the sick person 
sends word for the elders to come and pray over. The elders do not have ESP and they're not out on sick alert, but the sick person calls for the elders to do it and, and has an expectation that they'll show up. Um, it's also the appropriate response for the elders, uh, the assigned spiritual leadership in the church who stand as representatives of the whole congregation to go and to pray over the one who is worn out in sickness, acknowledging in their prayer the presence and power of the Lord to heal with the anointing of oil. Um, those two things are, are, are plain. We know that for sure. Other problems that, that, that raise up is that some have abused and mocked the idea of what James is, is, is instructing here. These people, they boast in on-demand healing. <laughs> that, that, that healing that, that, that flows from their jackets uh, 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 or, 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 or whatever, but it flows more from their own abilities than God. Then they blame any failure in healing on the lack of faith in the sick person. But what did the scripture just say? Actually, the scripture points to the faith of those who do the praying in the prayer of faith. It's not on the sick person. So, uh, uh, so we, 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 we've had charlatans. But this prayer of faith is, is, a, is a real thing. But it's not as complicated as it may sound. The prayer of faith is, is more about the posture of the person praying than some special kind of prayer. Um, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not that the prayer is louder. It's not that it's faster and, you know, it, it, or quieter. It, it's, it's the posture of the person praying. Faithful Prayer is made by a person whose words and life reflect undivided trust of God and his will. Amen. That's the prayer. For, it comes, it flows out of that person. It's the same thing that James called for back in chapter 1 and verse 6. Uh, um, he, he called for the, uh, an undivided asking of God for, for what you need. <clears throat> One other thing that we can know for sure is... is even with the people in place and faithful prayer in order, James makes the point clear, when the sick is raised, it is always the Lord who raises them up. Amen. It's always the Lord. James makes it the point. Uh, lest, lest we get puffed up. <laughs> James also uses this language that, that uh, reminds the church that Sin can easily be tangled up in sickness. Um, we know for ourselves, uh, I, I, we're not going to give those examples, but, but uh, uh, Scripture shows us, let's stick with the Scripture. Scripture shows us that sinful lifestyles can bring on physical ailments. Huh? Paul let the Corinthians know that their sinful behavior toward others at communion was causing some of them to be sick and even causing some of them to die, to take the long nap. Over in, you don't believe me, you go, go in your quiet time. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 30. Check it out. 
It, 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 it tangles up in there. And it makes sense. And for, and for the people in this day, sin was almost the first thing that these people thought of in the culture uh, when, when someone fell extremely ill. That was their go-to. That person's been sinning. You saw Job's friends when Job, when Job got, you know, tested by God. They showed up, Job. Come on, Job, tell the truth. Because you are busted up. God is whooping you. You did something, Job. And, 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 and again, we know that it's, that it's possible, but it's not always the case. Jesus had to correct his disciples who believed sin was at the root of that man's blindness that he healed in John chapter 9. That is not always the case. Jesus said he didn't sin, his parents didn't sin, nobody sinned. You're about to see the glory of God. Hush. Right, right, right. Look here. If. But if sin is a part of the sick person scenario, somewhere in this ministering of the church, forgiveness will come about. Amen. James, is, James is about this, this community called the church and, and, and how uh, uh, God works through it. Um, so, although all sickness is not connected with sin, when it is, he goes on and says that, that confession is necessary. Conf- confession is necessary. Uh, 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 we, we, therefore, verse 16, confess your sins to, the one, to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. James points now to the spiritual ailment of sin. There's a dimension that sin is a spiritual ailment. <laughs> Jesus said he, he, he didn't come for the, uh, uh, for the healthy. <laughs> he came for the sick. Uh, the sick need the physician. He's the great physician. Oh, Lord, he's the great physician. Uh, can I get a witness? Amen. Listen, listen. Um, he, he, it's a spirit. And he, he, James teaches that complete wellness from that relies on prayer and confession. In, in other words, uh, you, can, you can get over whatever you're dealing with physically and, and you could be physically robust. And if you got sin dwelling in there, uh, you're not whole, you're not well. Uh, 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 and, uh, and although there's confession to be shared, only the Lord forgives sin. Right, just like uh, just like healing of a physical sickness, it's the Lord that does it. But but He desires the church to engage in the process with one another. He he he. God is after this. In, in confession of your sins, apart. Uh, let me let me let me rephrase this. Uh, let me meddle in your business. Is Confession of your sins a part of your Christian life? Is it a part of your Christian life? I, I hear somebody in the lobby thinking, I'm not no sinner. Nobody in here, just somebody out there. And that's why I packed up 1 John chapter 1, verse 6 and 10 right here, just in case. 
we had that issue. Because that teaches us there, 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 through 10, it teaches us uh, that we all sin. We all sin. John was talking to believers when he said that. We all sin, and, 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 and to deny it is to walk in darkness. It's to deceive ourselves and to lie on God it, 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 if we deny it. But to confess sin and seek forgiveness is to walk in the light. John, oh, I love how he lays this out. In, in confessing, we find forgiveness and we find cleansing. Oh, thank God for his forgiveness and his cleansing. Um, this, this is a community prayer practice for the faithful. Uh, for the faithful. It, it should be done knowing that uh, there are trusted, spiritually mature people in the congregation, the kind James has been calling the church to strive toward being, uh, uh, people with uh, gentleness and godly wisdom, willing to forgive an offense and seek reconciliation. Uh, uh, it's, it's there. People like these should be should be uh, in your circle. People like these should be welcome to inquire about our spiritual life and, and share any concerns they find with us. Um, uh, the community is called to one another to, to seek this kind of healing in prayer. Uh, uh, are you with me? <clears throat> but, but what makes the righteous person's prayer so capable of producing powerful outcomes. James points to the the prayer of the righteous person. Does that, now now, now, did that strike out some people being able to pray? Does that exclude some folks? Um, what, 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 What is it? The righteous praying person here is any believer who is seeking God's will in community. This is, the, this is a righteous person here. They're after God's will. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Uh, uh, they, this, is, this is the righteous person. So, so, so if you're a believer, you've, you've already been uh, brought into uh, uh, the kingdom of light. Uh, uh, and you're after God's will, you're, you're qualified in this prayer. Okay, you're qualified in this prayer. Uh, They're not some special category of Christian. It's just normal folks who are after God's will. Normal folks. Um, And the thing that makes the, the prayer so powerful, it's who they connect to in prayer that makes the results of the prayer so powerful. Um, um, it, it's, I, I, I pictured it like this. This is a bad example. I pictured it like this. Uh, it, it's like the wick on a, stick of, on a stick of dynamite. You could have a bag of wicks, a hundred of them, and, and you could even light them, and it's no big deal. It might make a little spark, but it's no big deal. But when they're lit and connected to the dynamite, that, that's, a, that's a different story altogether, ain't it? It's who, it's, who, it's who the righteous prayer is attached to that, that causes the powerful results. 
James gives an example. He's a good preacher. He, he goes to the scripture. Uh, uh, he gives the example of powerful results from godly prayer. He says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And, and for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and, his, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore fruit. Elijah, what? Well, now, come on now. Elijah was a prophet. He's a, he's a super uh, human, right? No, he, he points to the accounts of, of, of the prophet Elijah's life from 1 Kings 17 and 18. It shows him involved in all kinds of miraculous stuff. Elijah was putting in work for God. Come on, look, uh, but, but James describes him as just another flesh and blood guy. Just another flesh and blood guy who made himself available to God. Uh, he, he, was, he, was a, he was a typical and ordinary person with, with uh, Eli, uh, um, James says, just like us, with, with troubles and, and fears and problems, just like we got. Same, same, same stuff we made of, right? Uh, um, but still, God utilized his prayer to bring about supernatural results. Look at this. It's worth noting that Elijah, in in his prayer, he wasn't randomly praying about what he felt like or or just what he personally desired. Um, He was praying in line with his assignment and God's will. Uh, his, his, his praying, you, you, you'll read it in 1 Kings 17 and 18 when you, when you get in your quiet time. Knowing, and, and, and there you'll see the, the, the context of Elijah's prayer. And when you see the context of Elijah's prayer, this regular God like us, we recognize that God's purpose in answering uh, and responding to his prayer and stopping the rain and, and releasing the rain was to ultimately bring his people to repentance is a theme going on here and restored relationship with him. He's trying to get his folks back together. God has a mission. God's mission has a church. God's mission has a people, right? Look at this. When, when, when we say, we were just singing about it a minute ago, when, when we say that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think, do we believe that he just might? Do we believe that he just might? Or are we, are we willing to ask? That, that, take that with you. Almost abruptly, James wraps up this message. It's almost like he just slammed on the brakes in the car (laughs) and opened the door and they looking. We got to get out here. Look at this. My brothers, he's gentle with them. My brothers, my brothers and sisters. If anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, Let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Um, James, that's that's an odd way to to, 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 to close out. And and, and James, he mentions one last scenario that describes much of what he's already spoken about throughout this letter. People, and this is what James has had concerns about, people drifting away from the truth, Uh, 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 taking on lifestyles of 
words and actions that, that, that were contrary to the word of God and the will of God. This, this is what is in James's heart. His, his harsh warnings that he's been given, it sounds like he's been cracking a whip. They, they, they've revealed that these people drifting are headed in a dangerous direction. And, and, and like, like a ship drifting through icebergs that they can only see the tip of. Now, God, God, God is not saying here, God doesn't revoke the salvation of the saved, but those wandering off the path can find themselves facing death. And after all of his wise instruction throughout this letter, wise instruction, his warning, his encouragement, James believes in his heart that the church should be equipped to recognize and work to reconcile members of the community who have veered from the truth, restoring them to gospel faithfulness. Huh? Hey, do, do, do we know anyone who's veered from the truth, 2020 uh, put a lot of boats out on the sea, huh? And, and, and some of those boats are still out there. Are they veering? This this love act that James is calling for, Peter calls it a calls it love. It, it also, this love act will not only rescue them, but will be a weapon against sin in the life of the congregation. Arm yourself with this this love, this seeking, this prayer that goes after uh, those that are drifting. The whole point is really it's really this that James has been getting at. Uh, we 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 must exhaust all the resources of prayer to lovingly help those who are going astray. God's community is on a mission and a journey through this life, and, and we don't want to lose anyone along the way. This is what James is saying. These closing verses picture a community that's at work looking after one another. I'll, 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 wrap, I'll wrap with this. Prayer is not just some passive activity. It is a tool God has selected to accomplish powerful results in the world. If we've, if we've dumbed down prayer in our, in our minds, our hearts, let us, let us unpack it. God wants to accomplish powerful results in the world through prayer. It, it's, and it's, all, it's, it's useful in suffering, in sickness, against sin, and for accomplishing God's will in unimaginable ways. Prayer. I, so I would say this. So, so seek God's will and pray big. Seek God's will and pray big. Stop, not, 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 not the little, uh, 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 now I lay me down to sleep was good when we were five. And I might still, I might still do it, I might still drop it now. But, 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 but I can go, we can go bigger than that. God is bigger than that. He can do, he can do more than just keep you through the night. He, he's, able, he's able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. 
God is able to do exceeding and abundantly. Way beyond what we can ask or think. And the last thing, just the last thing is this. Uh, so, so, that, so that we can hold this, this text in context. God does care for us physically and about our physical lives. But our current physical lives aren't the pinnacle of what God has in store for us. Our lives now are perishable. But Jesus came to bring an ultimate healing to our lives. The, 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 the reconciliation of those separated from God by sin back to God. There's a, there's a greater final healing that everyone who is in Christ Jesus, uh, who has life in his name, will receive. Uh, and James knows this. He can look down to, through the horizon. Life beyond the impact of sin. Life beyond the impact of sickness. Life beyond the impact of suffering. Uh, uh, to, a, to, a, to a time and a space where those things are no more. Uh, life that's imperishable and it's an unending fellowship with God. There is an ultimate life, an ultimate healing that Jesus has in store. Until we get there, stay together and stay prayerful.